The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield is brought to you by APSA CIB. Named Best Investment Bank in Africa and Best Investment Bank in Frontier Markets at the prestigious 2023 Global Finance Awards. APSA is a registered FSP. The Money Show. The Markets. To Arthur Karras, Portfolio Manager of Macro Solutions at the Old Mutual Investment Group. He's on the line to us from Cape Town this evening. We posted again, which in a, a negative global environment was fairly impressive, Arthur. Good evening. Good evening. Um, the, I, I guess if you look at some of the top performers, it gives you a bit of a flavor of what's happening. So we had yet another good performance from the gold shares, um, which is the kind of environment, I guess, that people are looking to for a bit of um, defensiveness and a, a bit of protection from the volatility. We also had some of the big defensive companies, global defensive companies on our market, that being British American Tobacco and Anheuser-Busch. They're also positive on day. Richemont, luxury goods, appears to be a express train that at the moment um, nothing can stop. So all of those having a good day, giving you some idea of what's happening. People looking for defensiveness, um, people looking for a place to hide their money, and then trying to benefit from the very strong luxury goods sales that keep coming out of China and the rest of the world. That's what's driving it, isn't it? I mean, that's what's driving LVMH and it's making it one of the 10 most uh, uh, profitable companies in the world. We've got this, the, the founder of LVMH, of course, one of the 10 richest people in the world. And off the back of that, we're just seeing huge demand for the shares and the underlying companies. It's some fairly challenging and demanding uh, price points. Yes, and, and price is the interesting thing there. The, the luxury goods companies have got tremendous pricing power. So in dollar terms, um, things like luxury, um, high-end watches, high-end handbags have seen huge price increases, and it's done absolutely nothing to the demand for these products. Um, the cachet behind these names means that it's not easy to replace them with a, with a new brand or to try and build that up. So these companies have shown tremendous pricing power, and, and that's helped to contribute to their, product, to their profits. Well, it certainly has. It's been a very, very good run for the luxury goods companies. Private hospitals did well. Must have some process under a little bit of pressure today. Financials taking a bit of strain. I did see um, there's, there's some concern, of course, around uh, the sort of financial sector players. Purple Capital came out with results today. They're not great results. They warned last week that they were going to go into a loss. And, of course, then the other big listed player in the investment space is Coronation. And with its massive tax bill uh, for the way in which it's structured its global business is also going to face losses too. So the, the investment sector itself isn't doing brilliantly at the moment. Investment sector really is dependent on, on the markets. You imagine that uh, that the fees that any asset manager or even insurer is, is linked to the value of the investment portfolios that they look after for the clients. So in a bearish market like this, you'd start to become concerned about the fee income that, um, that the asset managers are, are, about, are going to earn. And, and, and when it comes to the other financials, the banks, you know, they've got the benefit of higher interest rates on the one side. But what we are seeing a steady progression of is a, is a concern about asset quality. As we head into this uh, you know, year on from higher interest rates, you're going to see some people borrow too much money, um, simply like buckling under the strain of, of, of higher debt repayments.
Yeah, and I mean, South Africa's got its own debt problems, and those debt problems are only going to grow. Um, not too much confidence in the currency at the moment either. Lots of talk in the market that the currency is massively undervalued, but I just can't see the currency staging any kind of dramatic comeback unless there's a you know, calamity for the dollar, or suddenly somebody discovers that you can make electricity from beach sand or something. Yes, I think that's uh, that's true. I think that the currency is cheap. Lots of um, South African um, listed companies are, are are very cheap. That's that's also true. Um, I think the the, the 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 struggle is trying to find a, a catalyst. What is going to allow these companies to perform? Um, what's going to drive their profits. And as you were talking to your previous guests, electricity is probably the single biggest thing overhanging that. Some of the solution to those problems, the, the build-out of, of the renewables projects, that will help provide some some growth in the shorter term. Um, but the higher interest rates combined with electricity, combined with what appears to be quite a, a, a negative sentiment around the local economy is going to weigh heavily on on the currency and, and on some of the... Uh, those local companies for a while. That said, um, when we see the dollar weaken, we do see the rand strengthen. So dollar weakening is definitely something on the horizon for us as US rates start to peak, and that should help at least hopefully prevent the rand from getting any weaker. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Arthur Karras, Portfolio Manager at Macro Solutions at the Old Mutual Investment Group. Yeah, today's markets were marginally positive in a sea of red across the United States and Europe. The all-share index added 210 points, a quarter of 1% to 78,121 on the uh, on the all-share index. I found that, and this has got nothing to do with money, and it's got nothing to do with business. It's got everything to, uh, to do with me being a bit self-indulgent. And Peter Bruce liked it, and so it came up in my feed. And it's a letter from one of the world's great American authors, John Steinbeck, to Marilyn Monroe. It was found amongst Marilyn Monroe's papers when she died. Dated the 28th of April, 1955. Uh, She lived in the Waldorf Towers in room 2728. And John Steinbeck wrote to Marilyn saying, Dear Marilyn, in my whole experience, I have never known anyone to ask for an autograph for himself. It's always for a child or an ancient aunt, which gets very tiresome, as you know better than I. It is therefore with a certain nausea that I tell you that I have a nephew-in-law who lives in Austin, Texas, whose name is John Atkinson. He has his foot in the door of puberty, and that is only one of his problems. You are the other. I know that you are not made of celestial ether, but he doesn't. A suggestion that you have normal functions would shock him deeply, and I'm not going to be the one to tell him. On a recent trip to Texas, my wife and I made the fatal error of telling John that I had met you. He doesn't really believe it, but his respect for me has gone up for even lying about it. Now I get asked for all kinds of silly favours, so I have no hesitation in asking one of you. Would you send him, in my care, a picture of yourself, perhaps a pensive girlish mood inscribed to him by name and indicating that you are aware of his existence? He is already your slave. This would make him mine. If you will do this, I will send you a guest key to the ladies' entrance of Fort Knox, and furthermore, I will like you very much. Yours sincerely, John Steinbeck. But what a marvellous letter John Steinbeck penned in April 
1955 to Marilyn Monroe. I've seen this letter before, and today I went and did a deep dive around the internet, and um, it appears to be a genuine letter. There's no indication that Marilyn Monroe acceded to the request. Whether she was so overwhelmed by post and didn't have time to do it before she died, I don't know. Um, Certainly a young man called uh, John Atkinson, uh, back then was a young man, today a retired preacher, has no recollection of the letter ever being written on his behalf or no knowledge of it being written on his behalf and certainly didn't ever receive a signed picture of Marilyn Monroe. But we've lost the art. We've lost the art of that kind of communication. John Steinbeck was a master of that communication, of course. Um, And today it's okay, hey, dude, let's have a selfie. It's not quite got the same sort of warmth and witty repartee as the magnificent John Steinbeck had in 1955. The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield was brought to you by APSA CIB. Unrivaled insights, knowledge, and leadership that consistently strives for excellence to best serve clients. APSA is a registered FSP.